We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. Well, HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. So start saving with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome, everybody. Thursday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show kicks off right now. We've got a lot to talk to you about. Clay and I are down here in South Florida, Miami, handling some business, a.k.a. Clay wanted to experience our Floridian 75-degree <laughs> early February weather. Wow, it's February today. I can't even believe it. I, I actually thought we were still in January. But, uh, yes, much to discuss here all across the land. Thank you for being in with us. Um, and if you want to line it up right now, the calls 800-282-2882. Three big stories come right to mind today. We're going to dive into one of them here momentarily, but I wanted to lay them out for you. Also tell you that we've got, uh, Charlie Spearing joining us for his book, Amateur Hour, Kamala Harris. Or Kamala Harris, depending on who you ask. Kamala, Kamala, Kamala. Disaster um, in every uh, sense of the word. Uh, she is in the White House, technically, or at least is in the Naval Observatory, uh, where she's the vice president. Charlie's going to talk to us about his book, what he learned about Kamala, and will she be the stand-in for Biden? Should Biden, well, we all know what could happen. Um, that's possible. And then, you know, meaning Biden steps down for health-related reasons. Uh, then we also have uh, Andy McCarthy joining us to talk about just all the different cases. Clay and I make jokes about it, but it really is a, a, absurd. There are so many legal cases that you have to get very specific, not only about which criminal case, which civil case, which state, which appeal, all these things against Trump. We'll talk to Andy about, well, where are we in this? What's real? What's not? What's the schedule? Where is their jeopardy? Where is this going? That'll all be in the third hour of the program, so some great guests coming up. Let's start with the, the three stories that I mentioned. First up, they are the drone attack. It's exactly what I thought they would do on the list of things that they would do. This was the most, uh, I think, most obvious. And so it hasn't happened yet. We'll talk about what the 
possibilities are for that. Um, I think the answer is, well, you'll have to hang out, and I'll tell you what the answer is later. Clay and I will dive into it. New York City's migrant economy, as in New York City, is now a refugee camp with over 100,000 refugee arrivals who are engaged in off-the-radar economic transactions and some criminal stuff, too. Uh, what's that doing to the city of New York? But, Clay, I'll, let's hop into this one first, because I was getting, just like you, in fact, I think we were texting about how we were both getting texts from other people. I mean, for for all of you, so far the numbers, right? The numbers look really good for Trump, and it seems like things are moving in the right direction. But here's what we've got. 2024 matchups, Quinnipiac, Biden, this was just yesterday this broke, opens up a lead over Trump in national head-to-head polling. Um, Haley leads Biden one-on-one, but trails both of, uh, but trails when third-party candidates are in the mix. But Biden, according to this poll, Clay, six-point lead over Trump. What do you make of this? Is this just an outlier, or is this a turning of the tide? I don't think the tide's going to turn. I think Trump is basically, if you look at all of the collective data right now up on Biden, but the idea that Trump is going to go out and win by four or five points, I think nationwide, is very unlikely. I think also the idea that Biden is going to go out and win by five or six points is very unlikely. This race, when all is said and done, which is why we were focusing on yesterday, the seven-state a battleground poll that came out from, I think it was Morning Consult and Bloomberg. To me, the national polls are going to be a lot less significant. What you really want to look at is what's going to happen in Michigan, what's going on in Pennsylvania, what's going on in Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, and, uh, and to a certain extent, New Hampshire and North Carolina. There are about 42, I would say, states that you don't even really need to focus on, right? We know who's going to win those 42 or 43. The seven state uh, uh, polls are the ones that are going to decide this election. So I'm not going to pay as much attention to the overall national polls because they don't really matter. And honestly, Biden probably has to win nationwide by three or four points because he trails the nationwide number overall. And there was a poll that came out today that I thought was interesting on a statewide basis, Buck. It had... And I know we got a lot of listeners in Minnesota. Uh, it had Biden only up three in Minnesota. And that to me, that Midwest individual state polling is far more interest than what, whatever the, the nationwide polling might show. Cause we know Biden's going to win New York and California by massive amounts. But if he's truly only up three in Minnesota, that would provide further credence to, I think, those Midwest state polls that are out there right now that are very favorable to Trump. One thing that comes up in this as well, uh, and and this was singled out in the uh, analysis that Quinnipiac put forth as part of this poll, was the gender gap. Yeah, right? it's so getting worse. That's the part of this that may be a little concerning. Women, 58 to 36, support Biden. I mean, you're talking about basically a 20-point gap. Women overall supporting Biden over Trump. December, it was 53-41. So those numbers are moving against Trump. Now, I don't know if that means this. No one knows if that trend will continue, if that stays. Um, I, I just wonder, you know, I, I know there's the VP option. Right? That's, there's that's the where VP I was going to go. Let's, let's have Clay talk more about that so the Internet can explode for a couple of days. 
But I think it really is on Trump, actually, to, as part of his campaign, win back over, perhaps, some of the suburban women. Um, College-educated women are a very tough demographic for Donald Trump right now. I don't know how many of them he can win back, but certainly there's got to be. The numbers are so... The numbers are so disparate right now between Trump and Biden on this that you've got to think that even if Trump can chip away at it by a few percentage points, that could make the difference. I think people who are looking at this election, honestly, at this point, I know it's months away, but it's going to come down to a very small. It's about where you get the votes you need, not about the aggregate number of votes nationwide, your point about the polling. So it's going to be very tough. And I just wrote down and put an exclamation point beside it because I think this is very important. I think you have. So first of all, men are breaking for Trump and Republicans pretty substantially, right? So we talk about the gender gap. The gap is there because women aren't. I think you have to divide. If I were advising the Trump campaign right now, I think you have to divide women into two distinct categories because I think single women are virtually lost. Now, maybe you can chip away a little bit at that, but they're going to go all in on abortion. They don't like Trump. It is culturally not very acceptable for single women to be very... Uh, apparently Republican. And by the way, I know there are single women listening to us right now. This is talking in generalities, right? Every time we talk in generalities, people say, well, I'm a single woman and I love Trump or what. Yes. This audience is going to tend to skew a little pro-Trump, I think. Yeah. Okay. And pro-Republican in general. So I'm not talking about you specifically, but I bet if you're a single woman, hey, maybe we'd love to hear from you. 800-282-2882. If you're a single woman right now, I bet you will endorse what I am saying, which is when you talk with your girlfriends, when you guys go out, there is a pronounced anti-Republican, anti-Trump bent, and I think it's directly connected to abortion. So I think it's going to be very hard to compete with single women. They are the base of the Democrat Party right now. Okay, married women, though. This is where, and this is why people get angry at me when I talk about the VP, this is where Trump can make hay, I think. If I were advising Trump right now, I would say you need to focus on married women because I think there are a lot of married women out there that are actually going to be willing to listen to the arguments in favor of Trump. Why? Married women, a lot of them have children. And I think if you look at a lot of single women, when they get married – And when they have kids, and I think this is true of men too, you tend to get more conservative. Women out there that might be, when they're single, comfortable with the idea of men are awful, men are uh, toxic, masculinity, I just, they might say that's icky, then guess what happens? They get married, they like their husband, and even if they don't love their husband, they have kids. Suddenly you have sons, (laughs) right? Even if they don't love their husband, Clay. Don't love your husband all the time. What's, what's going on here, Clay? This is getting depressing. I've been married almost 20 years. And there's lots of times I think my wife would say, I don't love everything that my husband's done. And I think every married woman out there would nod along. But you have boys and you have sons. Maybe you have grandsons. You start seeing the way that they're being raised and how everybody is saying that they're awful. And you start thinking, this doesn't add up. This doesn't make a lot of sense. Married women are winnable. And that is why I'm, and people get mad at me. By the way, Trump is winning with married women. And he can win even more with married right. women. It's, I think you have to it, divide single it, women from married women. Oh, absolutely. He wins married women, but he doesn't win them by the same 
uh, numbers that Biden wins single women. And if you go the, look at the data, that's where the difference is between 2016 and 2020. So I, that's why I think the VP makes, and people get mad at me. I think you have to look at Nikki Haley. I think you have to look at Elise Stefanik. I think you have to look at Christy Noam. I would look at our friend Marsha Blackburn. Uh, I, I think there are a lot of women out there that could make sense as VP candidates for Trump that would make the case that he needs to make to them better and easier than just Trump by himself. And, and it is worth noting that uh, I don't know I don't know how much faith uh, you all have in in Frank Luntz, but he, he's out here saying this is cut seventeen that Biden is clearly by the numbers the weakest incumbent since Jimmy Carter. We went through this in 2016. We watched Hillary Clinton zoom in the polls early on and then collapse at the end. So this is no guarantee of what happens in October and November. But, Andrew, make no mistake, Joe Biden is the weakest incumbent in America since Jimmy Carter in 1980. And don't forget, on the Thursday before the election, Carter was dead even with Ronald Reagan. After their one debate, Reagan beat Jimmy Carter by nine points. This is a look into the future. My biggest concern, Clay... Um, well, other than the legal stuff and October surprise shenanigans and, and skullduggery, um, is any sense of Republican overconfidence here. That's the thing that honestly bothers me more than any other possibility here. It's like, oh yeah, Biden's so weak. He's such a joke. 97% of Democrats who voted for Biden are going to look at this and say, I'll take him over Trump. Maybe more than that. I mean, they're locked in, right? So now you get into turnout and independence and third, you know, it starts to become a very complicated pool that you're operating with. Um, but it's not going to be some walk in the park no matter what, because most of this is already baked in. I think the once analogy of 1980 with Jimmy Carter, I do think Jimmy Carter and Joe Biden is the best historical analogy out there. The challenge is, I think in 1980, people were still getting used to Ronald Reagan. The nation was still becoming aware of who he was. And that's why a debate in both sides, Democrats, Republicans, I don't think it's going to change anybody's opinion. I think this is going to come down to turnout, third parties. Turnout in third parties, to me, is going to dictate who wins this election. Because nobody out there is suddenly going to be, I don't think, oh, you know what? Donald Trump is different than I thought he was. Joe Biden is different than I thought he was. Most of us alive today have never had a campaign where effectively we have two incumbents running. Everybody has an opinion about these guys. That's why I do think the VP could be helpful for Trump, because nobody likes Kamala. If Trump got a VP that women, college-educated married women liked and felt like in some way reflected them, I'm telling you, and grab this, and we'll go back to it in November in nine months when the election happens. I'm telling you there are going to be women in particular that are going to sit around and say, I don't like Trump, I don't like Biden, they don't like Kamala, but if Trump made the right VP, they might say, but you know what, I really like Christy Noam, she reminds me of me. Or they might say, I really like people get mad. I really like Nikki Haley. She reminds me of me. Clay Travis said it. He did it. I'm talking about people who are swing voters. And that's what I would say to Trump, too. The base is baked. People are coming in on the base, and they're going to show up. General election campaign is about persuading people who aren't necessarily fully engaged, and they often make emotional decisions based on how they're going to vote going forward. 
800-282-2882 on that. Uh, bottom of the hour, let's talk, I want to talk about the, uh, refugee crisis in New York City. Notice that term. Migrant. No, no, no. Refugee. New York City is a refugee camp now. We'll talk about it. Every day we strive to provide sanity in an insane world. Since our first day on the radio together, my cell phone company, Pure Talk, has been with us and been helping me out day in and day out. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network for a half the price of the other companies. With unlimited plans starting at just $20 a month, the average size family saves almost $1,000 a year. As a veteran-owned company, Pure Talk is one that you can feel proud to do business with. With They champion your values and our relationship with you. Pure Talk offers reliable service and an excellent value, and they employ customer service team that's right here in the U.S. So... I also use them overseas, by the way, because they've opened up that possibility for people, too. But it's just an amazing cell phone company. It's who you want to have providing your service. You'll love them. So if you haven't switched from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, it's time to join people like me and so many of you who listen right now who have left that old wireless company to save money and to align yourself with a company that agrees with you about this country and about the future of America. Dial pound 250 Say Clay and Buck. Join your fellow Americans. Make the switch to Pure Talk. That's pound two five zero. Say Clay and Buck and save an additional fifty percent off your first month with Pure Talk. Keeping it real, keeping it honest. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833 833- 995-G-O-L-D. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. These are our first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country, or those who die in the line of duty or are severely injured, and our veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno and his family, Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young kids, severely injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Meet Kelsey. When she found out she was pregnant, she wasn't sure where to turn. But after meeting with the counselors at a pre-born network clinic, 
They welcomed her and supported her and provided her with a free ultrasound. Kelsey heard her baby's heartbeat and she chose life. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son, who is now five years old today. He's amazing. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. By introducing a woman to her baby on an ultrasound, a baby's chance at life doubles. Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies. To donate, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby. Or donate securely at preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Sponsored by Preborn. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we are rolling through the Thursday edition of the program, laying out what's going to be a lot of contradictory different polling data out there. Do we believe that Biden has suddenly a six-point lead? Some of you out there are going to say, oh, of course he does, because you think the polls are all rigged. And as soon as Trump becomes the nominee, that the polls are going to start trending back in favor of Biden. We hear from people who believe that every single day. I do not believe that. Um, I think this one's an outlier. And the individual state polls are the ones to follow. And there's going to be a lot of moving parts. And ultimately, I think, and I've been saying this for a long time, in all of these areas, in Philadelphia, in Milwaukee, the suburbs, in Atlanta suburbs, in the suburbs of Phoenix, ultimately it's going to be married women, particularly married college-educated women, who decide this election. If they break Trump, it's going to be a comfortable win for Trump. If they break Biden, it's going to be very hard for Trump to win. That's the what the data would reflect as we head towards 2024 and where the swing happened to a large extent from 16 to 20. And we talked about that with Ryan Gerdusky buck just uh what earlier this week, right? And I, I think that the immigration issues we're about to dive into, and, you know, the language has changed so much on this, and I'm very aware of it. And sometimes people point out to me and say, don't use the words that they're using. We're talking about people who have entered the country illegally and are refugees. That's actually, this might, where does this migrant term come from? They are claiming they need asylum, therefore they are refugees. And you have a lot of them in New York City. And it's causing some real problems, budgetary problems, crime problems. We're going to dive into some of this because I think this is the Achilles heel of Biden 2024 uh, in just a moment. When you think about all that's going on in the world, we're just talking about the instability in the Middle East, for example. And there's airstrikes that are coming. Who knows what leads to uh, that leads to afterwards. You're not alone in worrying about what's going on over there. Wall Street insider Tika Tawari shares these concerns as well, but he's always looking at it through the angle of economics and specifically what it's going to do to the value of our dollar. It's worth your time to hear what Tika has to say. He's got a theory about what could happen to the dollar in the next year that ties in with current events, instability in the Middle East, our $33 trillion of debt. You want to get up to speed on Tika's thinking. Go to MoveYourCashNow.com to learn from Tika. That's MoveYourCashNow.com. You'll also pick up the three steps you need to take to protect and grow your wealth in the coming months and year. MoveYourCashNow.com. Paid for by Palm Beach Research Group. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. We're talking about the border and how what you've seen, we keep reminding you the numbers, almost 7 million 
illegals coming into the country, taking advantage of our system, taking advantage of your generosity, your taxpayer dollars. Um, if it's not a problem, why do we have laws that say it is a problem? I have to keep reminding people of this. If there's nothing wrong with it, why is it illegal? We shouldn't, we shouldn't have something illegal that's not a problem, right? So there's a lot of propaganda around this, a lot of lies. I mean, here, for example, this is a quick one. This is cut three. Corinne Jean-Pierre, who's, who's responsible for the problem of the border? Here's what the White House is saying. Play three. For years, they have refused to heed the president's request for action on much needed funding for border security. Notice the word refuse to heed action, border security. Biden could wake up tomorrow and say, as as chief executive of the United States government, it is under my authority to, the same way that he said he was going to stop all deportations, remember that? He could say, I'm going to stop all legal entries. If you come in not at a port of entry, we're going to detain you and deport you. Full stop. It's in the law. He could do it. He won't do it. And they don't want people to recognize this. They don't want people to figure out what the big scam is. Clay, every state's a border state. It's not just a slogan. It's true. Really, if you're going to think about, in some ways, the biggest border state for this refugee crisis, and I, I think that's a much better way of putting it, if you say you're an asylum seeker, you're a refugee. Why won't they say that? Well, because when you start setting up tents and filling them with refugees and kicking kids out of high school to fill that with refugees, you're turning New York City into a refugee camp or refugee center. 157,000 migrants have arrived in New York City since the spring of 2022, or as I say, refugees. 68,000 in city-run shelters, Clay. Um, they are now taking jobs in an underground economy, food delivery drivers, uh, cooks, subway candy sellers, uh, cleaners, things like this. This is all the New York Post today. The number's not going to stop. This is what people don't realize. The, the, bo- uh, the border bill that the Senate's talking about isn't going to deal with the influx of refugees already. Or they're actually fake refugees, but that's a whole other part of the conversation. Um, and it's not going to stop them because as long as people get to stay, more are going to want to come. Yeah, and I, I was just reading right now, Bill Malugin, who does a really good job covering the situation at the border for Fox News, uh, this is a new data point he just dropped, and I'm curious your reaction to this, Buck. The large majority, I'm reading from his uh, tweet that he just put out, large majority of illegal crossings at the southern border now happening in Arizona and California as we are seeing a shift away from Texas. Uh, and I'm reading from his tweet. Uh, per sources at the CBP, over the last week of January, Border Patrol apprehended 32,809 illegal immigrants, 72% of them in Arizona and California. And in Del Rio, down on Texas, which is Eagle Pass, they've suddenly fallen off a cliff. Uh, in December, they were seeing three to 4,000 illegal crossings per day. Over the last week, just 200 a day. He says it's happening for two reasons. One, Texas has locked things down. Guess what? Border security works. People change their behavior based on ease of entry. Uh, and Mexico uh, is now stopping migrants from boarding trains and actually starting to have some enforcement off the Texas border. Uh, meanwhile, San Diego and Tucson, these are uh, now the areas where everybody's trying to cross. So, Buck, what does this suggest? 
that these illegal crossings are impacted by ease of entry, which I know is staggering, but incentives change behavior. And if Greg Abbott is putting in more difficulty in Texas and these, uh, these cartels in Mexico are assessing that it's becoming more difficult to go into Texas, they can shift direction and now go across Arizona and California. And what do Arizona and California both have? Democrat governors. Democrat governors who are unlikely to be as aggressive in trying to forestall crossings there. Now, Arizona's a swing state. Carrie Lake running for the Senate there. Certainly Donald Trump wants to flip Arizona back into Republican control. I would actually argue politically this is the worst thing that could happen to Biden because he's not going to win Texas no matter what. But Arizona, if suddenly Arizona's getting overrun even more so by illegal boarding border crossings, how many moderate people out there do you think might think, hey, you know, I don't like Trump necessarily on yeah. every policy. How many of these suburban women who suddenly are seeing their state and their county and their city overrun with migrant crisis? This is even bigger of an issue, I think, for Biden in some ways to have that shift to Arizona. We know Gavin Newsom, he doesn't care about the truth at all. But Arizona being overrun is arguably worse politically on the border. Oh, absolutely. And and this is not again, they the Democrats will not stop this because there is a large portion of the Democrat base that likes the refugees, the the fake refugees pouring into the country. And I say fake refugee because there is a clear legal distinction for what makes someone qualify. Um, th- these are people who are pretending that their lives are in jeopardy so they can pass a credible fear test at the border. And they it's made far too easy for them. Um, and that could be changed as well, just as a matter of regulation by Border Patrol and by Immigration and Customs Enforcement. But they don't want to change these things because a lot of Democrats actually want to believe that, they are good people because they want more of this in Arizona. You know, the same way that there's there's a a busing and uh, and plane flights that has occurred from Texas to New York and give credit to, to Greg Abbott. I mean, he came up with this idea with Arizona. The word's going to get out. It already has, obviously, but it's going to continue to get out that that's an easier place to cross. All right. Let's see how that goes. You know, let's see what the numbers start to look like, especially we get into the summer months. And you have huge migrant encampments that are going to start to be set up on the uh, Arizona-Mexico border. Um, and I, I think that that's going to be only the numbers are only going to be going up. And ultimately, you know, the people that are saying, you know, oh, we need to sign this bill or Republicans won't do anything. It's not going to work. Uh, the, the, we, we've seen too much of what the truth is here because the mayor of New York City, for example, says we can't afford all these migrants. We can't continue to pay these bills so the economic impact is being made very real to people um there have been some you know some incidents there were some migrants involved in like beating up a cop in new york yeah we need to talk about that um and there's these are things that should not be happening at all um and yet they're happening with regularity meaning people are coming into the country they're going into cities they're relying on public services and now some of them are committing crimes what is the upside of this for the American voter, for the American people? That's never addressed in any of it. So I think it's a, it's a massive weakness. It's a massive problem for the Democrats. 
and we've got a couple of different stories we'll unpack some in the second hour. Mayorkas impeachment, does that make sense? Uh, and also, as you just mentioned, I'll tease that and set it up for New York City. Five different illegal immigrants attacked New York City cops and were immediately let out without having any bail at all to be having to pay. What's going on? That's something that I think strikes almost everyone in New York, Democrat, Republican, Independent, as just more evidence of how things are broken there. We'll, we'll lay that story out for you for those who have not heard uh, when we come back um, and uh, and break all that down. And let me tell you, uh, I'm going to be out next week, Buck. I'm down here in Miami with you right now. Uh, next week, I'm going to be in Las Vegas, in Nevada, swing state, Nevada, for Super Bowl 57. And a lot of you out there, huge percentages of you, will be at Super Bowl parties. You're going to be out having a good time, watching the game. And you know what makes the game even more fun? Being able to have a little bit of money out there in picks that you could potentially win. I'm going to give you my picks uh, as uh, as next week comes. I'll tell you what I like in that big game. But in the meantime, Price Picks is essentially giving you a guaranteed win. Because you can go right now to prizepicks.com slash clay, and if Patrick Mahomes throws for over one yard, that is virtually guaranteed. If he throws for over one yard, you will win. You will win money with your picks. This is going to be fun. Uh, a lot of you out there may not have tried this out. You want a little bit more fun, you can set up a game inside of your party to watch when the 49ers are going head-to-head against the Kansas City Chiefs. Next Sunday, over 120 million of you are going to be watching. Go to prizepicks.com slash clay and go ahead and get signed up right now. I'm going to give you some fun picks next week, but all I want you to do, prizepicks.com slash clay, particularly if you're listening to us right now in Georgia, in Texas, in California, and you felt a little bit left out, this is available almost in every state in the nation prizepicks.com slash clay you put in a hundred dollars they'll give you a hundred dollars back for free prizepicks.com slash clay that's prizepicks.com slash clay you know them as conservative radio hosts now just get to know them as guys on the sunday hang podcast with clay and buck find it in their podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. 
These are our first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country or those who die in the line of duty or are severely injured and our veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter in their darkest hour Tunnel the Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young kids, severely injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. No surprise, but do you know the number of abortions in states where it's deemed legal have increased since the overturning of Roe v. Wade? Sadly, unborn babies' lives are more at risk than ever, and that's where Preborn steps in. Preborn introduces moms to their precious babies through ultrasound. When a mom in crisis hears her baby's heartbeat and sees her or him on ultrasound, she is twice as likely to choose life. Preborn has rescued hundreds of thousands of babies' lives, and their network of clinics are located in the highest abortion states, Standing strong for moms in crisis and the most vulnerable preborn babies. Five ultrasounds are just $140, helping to rescue five babies. Preborn relies on donations from us. To donate securely, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash buck. You will never regret saving a baby's life. Visit preborn.com slash buck. Sponsored by Preboard. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Uh, we got a bunch of people who want to weigh in on a variety of different topics we've talked about so far. Uh, at the top of the next hour, lay out that New York City scandal. Also, what the rules are for Democrats in the Capitol Hill misbehavior universe compared to Jan 6th. I think that is, uh, that is interesting. Uh, Ryan in Texas, what you got for us? Oh, the latest poll that's showing Biden up six. I think it's fake news. I think it may be designed to help Nikki Haley get over the finish line, which is not going to help her. But I think uh, she's looking to get the VP spot. Yeah, look, I, I think there is an argument out there. And people get fired up about this. And I understand, look, I'm going to vote for Trump. And Buck is going to vote for Trump in our respective um uh, in our respective primaries coming up, right? I think Florida's March 19th. Uh, Tennessee is March 5th. Trump has won and is the nominee from, uh, from my perspective. I think Nikki Haley should drop out. Buck thinks Nikki Haley should drop out. But I don't think also you can just dismiss someone as out of hand, even if you don't like her. If Trump makes a VP selection that makes it more likely that he's going to win, I'm all about it, and I think there are a lot of female voters who would be happy with that choice. Um, by the way, women want to react to what I was talking about, which is, as Buck laid out, we got a major gender imbalance here in terms of the way that the polls are reflecting who people are supporting. Men are primarily going to be Trump supporters. Women right now are primarily going to be Biden supporters, presuming Biden's on the ballot. Uh, Mary, down on the Space Coast in Florida, what you got for us? Well, I want to talk to my fellow uh, gender, the ladies out there, the uh, females. Uh, 
Um, And I just want to say, uh, look out for what you wish for. Here's the thing. If anything happens to the primary person that becomes president, and you've got that vice president as president, that vice president better be equipped to handle invasion into our country, inflation in our economy, wars all over the place that Biden is starting and uh, and we're embroiled in now, drug cartels, um, you name it. We've got all of these problems, nationally speaking and internationally speaking. We've got to have somebody that can hit the road running. Who do you like? And Who I, would your I, pick be, Mary? <laughs> well, I, you know, frankly, Ted Cruz. I know, oh, I interesting. know you don't expect that. You you probably expect the female. But no, uh, I'm going to say Ted Cruz. And I am a lifelong voter. Uh, and I have been analyzing politics. I am college educated. Yep. I uh, have had children. Uh, I, I do. For the call, I mean, you know, Ted Cruz, I'd sleep very well at night if Ted Cruz was the president. I think there are a whole range of Republicans who, if for some reason they had to step up after being vice president, Trump is Trump is older and, and, you know, God forbid, but things can come out of yeah. nowhere. You can have health issues that hit, you know, someone can have a stroke and now they're just not in a position to be able to do the job going forward. I, I think one, one very true thing that is apparent, I believe at some level on both sides of the political aisle is the Republicans have a uh, much deeper bench of serious yeah. people to take important roles. I mean, you start looking at, Okay, if it's not Joe Biden, it's going to be Kamala Harris. Okay, if it's not Joe Biden or Kamala Harris, it's going to be Gavin Newsom, Gretchen, or Gretchen Whitmer. Whitmer. I mean, you start Jamie these are, Pritzker. These are not people that I would uh I would trust to be making any decisions of consequence and and have their judgment reflected in any way in national policy. Sasha in Sandwich, Massachusetts, where I hear. No, I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even going to do it. I'm not even. That would be a dad it. joke. There's probably uh, a lot of people out there hungry when they. I heard was not going to make a pastrami <laughs> on rye comment about Sandwich, Massachusetts. What's going on, Sasha? Hi. So I was calling to share kind of a story of hope and a VP pick. Um, so my daughter is 19 and unfortunately been liberalized in school and has been kind of a brainwashed person uh, can you can you get her to listen to a little clay and buck you know we're cool we're hip we're kind of young all right trust me i try so there is hope though so the other night when the new hampshire primaries were coming in i wanted to put that on and she was like do not put that on i hate politics (laughs) i said well you can vote this year who are you going to vote for and she said i know who i want to vote for and they're not running and i said well who and she said candace owens and I so this is the, interesting, uh, Sasha. Yes. Well, how did she find? Was, how did she find Candace? Exactly. Well, she's you know with all the algorithms, she said I receive crazy TikToks and things making fun of Candace and putting her down, and they'll show a clip of her and then they make fun of it. And she said every time I see one, I think, well, geez, I really agree with Candace. <laughs> hmm. And I was blown away. There's hope here, by the way. There's hope. If, if she's agreeing with Candace on things, you've, you've got the beginning. There is a beachhead of political sanity that your daughter so, has already established. So, Sasha, what you're hitting on is really interesting, though, because does your daughter, who's 19, because I've got a 16, a 13, and a 10-year-old, I think, if I can keep my ages right. 
Uh, she's getting that information from those algorithms. Buck at Outkick, now on YouTube, now on TikTok. We have videos going out to millions of people that they're seeing now. And this is what I always say, and I'm, I'm glad she called. People attacking you is not the worst thing. Because every time you get attacked, 30% of people might watch that attack, like Sasha's, uh, like the daughter there just did, and think, actually, I kind of agree with what that person's saying, and they make you aware of arguments and perspectives that you might not have otherwise seen. That's why I don't mind. People say, oh, this is going viral, and people are teeing off on something you or Buck said. I said, yeah, that's fine. 30% 30% of people are going to watch that video and they're going to agree and they might have had no idea we existed before. Republicans have to get smarter on social media, but sometimes attacks can actually actually work, Buck, to your benefit because it gives you more exposure. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 